0: This podcast edition of Other Side of Texas is brought to you by our friends at Flint Boot and Hat, a West Texas original. You want a great hat or you want to make your boots great again, go see them at 3035 34th Street or Flint and 34th Street in Lubbock. Or see more at flinthat.com.
1: It was freezing cold in Dallas when I made my getaway. I outran a cold front. When I gave my truck the reins Barreling down a 35 with one thought on my mind Forget the race, find an open space, be that city
0: far behind Hey there, howdy. Another edition here on your other side of Texas. Thanks for tuning in and it makes me grin ear to ear. You'd spend this time here with us on the most listened to and talked about or program that broadcasts out of West Texas. Jay West Texas Leeson here broadcasting from the studios where Buddy Holly raved on, which is what we do all these years later, rave on. Uh, from the racer car wash studios voted lubbock's best wash for five years running stop into one of five convenient locations across Up city for the best wash around guaranteed check them out racerwash.com all of you guys listening in live to this broadcast from AM580, you're welcome to text your thoughts as we roll along, 806-745-5800. That's 806-745-5800. You sow the wind and you reap the tornado in West Texas. And that's exactly what the Texas Tech Border Regions has done. That's right, where we're starting today is with Regent Gate and with some breaking the some breaking news that folks need to know. Down, Under the, the thumb. thumb the Though I don't know for how much longer. Under the thumb of the governor, it's John Sharp, US Secretary of Energy, Rick Perry. And the like a couple of moving parts right now I know that in Austin at this moment they're scrambling to figure out who the replacement for Rick Francis would be Uh, looking in Lubbock around Lubbock maybe in the region for a suitable replacement quote-unquote suitable replacement. And that says that you guys who spent some time with FireFrancis.com, I don't think that you're wasting your time. I'm not saying that he's not going to be reappointed. I'm telling you that there's major movement right now, according to sources. And the other thing that I would like, I, I cannot, because... I don't, this is not the National Enquirer, okay? I, know, I realize that it's new media, that I don't look an editor in the eyes and have to substantiate everything that I say, but I've got to go to sleep at night, every night, with what I bring you on other side of texas.com and behind this microphone. So I cannot outright tell you what I've learned today, but I can tell you that a movement to upheave the Board of Regents at Texas Tech, uh, participation in that movement is not wasted. And that's the extent, and we're going to effort throughout the weekend The kids and I are leaving right after this show. The boys and I, we're going to go, we're going to drive to Abilene, spend some time with with the grandparents, and then in the morning we're going to go to the Cowboys game on Saturday morning. Well, we're going to drive in, get into our luxurious confines, and then go to the Cowboys game at noon on Sunday. Maybe a bad move on my part, just trying to be a good dad. Um unmet expectations or premeditated resentment. And we're going to talk about that in third grade terms on the way to the game. But I can tell you at this point that on the Austin front, there is, there is movement on what do you do with Francis and who do we replace him with? Uh, that, that yell being heard all the way off the cap rock into Austin. And secondly, An upheaval outside of Francis might result in something that nobody saw coming. And that's where I have to leave it there. But back to the larger theme. And let me just break in and say, David Blake Terrell is a country music artist. He's a Texas red dirt artist. He'll be with us here in about 13 minutes on the program. We're going to talk about Prairie Town, but I wanted to start out where I left off yesterday and say this, that this Fire Francis narrative, uh, this firefrancis.com, where did all this come from? And look, you, Regent Gate 5 and to people who may be involved with the Region Gate 5. We see the analytics. I'm so happy that so many of you listen in Bryan College Station. What you've essentially asked is that though Tech, uh, the Regents, the portion of the budget that the Regents were in control of, rose in the four fiscal years in which Bob Duncan was uh, Chancellor of Texas Tech from July 2014 and forward to August 9, uh, allegedly, August 9, because none of these cowards will go on the record and talk about what they actually did behind closed doors. That budget rose some $452 million. In the same amount of time... Duncan's system budgets that involve component growth you know he's at the systems office so there's component growth with new things coming online new campuses coming online and then the Taj Mahal that is the systems office which was voted on and decided to be built before Bob Duncan came along in 2013 it was the systems office and then the utilities, the overhead, all of that involved, plus the administrative overhead with new components, as well as cost increases in other components that substantiated that $5 million. Now, I lay all that out to say this. What L. Frederick Francis has laid out on behalf of the regents is to say Bob Duncan's budgetary asks were out of control. Well, were they? Because you, L. Frederick Francis, in boards that you oversaw, in years in which you oversaw um, as, as chairman, approved these increases. And then how dare Bob Duncan ask that for more budgetary, uh, for bigger budget asks, and so this line, and that's essentially been Rick Francis. a text on yes, I have asked Rick Francis, and I can I can show you the email in which I've asked him and told him at any time you're welcome to come on this program at any time and give your side. And I even, I gave him my, my cell phone number, I laid it all out for him, and it's been crickets since then. Almost as though Rick Francis is under somebody's thumb. But what Rick Francis has done, on behalf of the other four regions involved in region, the Region Gate 5, is not to respond, because what they've done is, what they've said is this. Trust, just trust, our fiduciary judgment. That's another way of saying, like, to boil down all of Rick Francis's mush in the one op-ed that he's written. Just trust our fiduciary judgment here, and let's go forward. Well, Rick Francis, what you've done is... Thank you, Daniel, for turning it down. Trust our fiduciary judgment behind closed doors, and I think the overtime will be proven. No, you've not been proven right, and you will not be proven right, firefrancis.com. You won't be. Because what you've done is said, we made a major decision. There are only three guys of the caliber of Bob Duncan in the state of Texas to be a chancellor at a university. And we fired one, and the other's at UT Austin, and the other is sitting back belly laughing, I'm sure, listening to this on live stream with bourbon and a cigar in Bryan College Station. Your fiduciary judgment, excuse my language, sucks. And it sucks because if you go and look at your own fiduciary judgment, as well as the other, at least three of the four who voted in your block, Chairman Francis, it's terrible. You have interests in downtown El Paso through your bank, on which, in your board, There are three, at least three members of your board who have, and probably four, whenever you throw Woody Hunt, your quote unquote advisor, interest in a trust in downtown El Paso that according to the El Paso Times, 2016, $65 million worth of downtown El Paso ownership. Now, You tell me how you can operate outside, and this is the point that Jerry Hodge has made. We're going to get to Jerry Hodge here in a moment. Former mayor of El Paso, who's launched this Fire Francis campaign and said Francis needs to be out because he is not representing the interests of Texas Tech. And this is all fact. This is not hyperbole. This is not in any way being suggestive. This is fact. Three... Of your bank board members, L. Frederick Francis of Fire Francis fame, have interest in downtown El Paso, at least three, and real estate interests in downtown El Paso. And guess what Richard Lang, Rick Lang, the president of the Texas Tech Health Sciences Center, El Paso, has said in pitching the dental school. Has said a dental school can bring between six hundred sixty and one hundred nine million dollars annual economic impact. Well, guess what? El Frederick, it makes perfect sense that you and your board would want to have a dental school in or near downtown El Paso because it in it increases your incentive, El Frederick Francis, in ousting Duncan and doing it at whatever it requires to do or whatever it requires to say, even if it's over 1% of budgetary increases that you yourself approved over Duncan's term. Five million dollars within that 400 and some 50 million dollars and now you're going to get on a rampage and say well you know effectively what you're saying is that the former senate finance chairman of the texas senate is spending wildly well i've got a long list of people who are willing to say that Duncan, as a lawyer, always ordered the cheapest entree on behalf of his clients. I, those texts, I see them. We'll get to them here in a moment. Always ordered the cheapest entree. You've got a frugal guy, quote, unquote, the West Texas gentleman, and you want to mark him up as like some wild spending guy? And El Frederick Francis, you've got, This cloud over your head, you want us to trust your fiduciary judgment behind closed doors? And let's not just stop there. Hey, uh, John Steinmetz, how the hell is that Ragergate thing going? How's your judgment going? You knew, (coughs) you knew, based on TxDOT records, uh, based on other records, that this was going poorly. And you still went in. But you, you, John Steinmetz, want us to trust your fiduciary judgment behind closed doors. And I call BS. And Mickey Long, tell me again how to write a, uh, uh, go ahead, just tell me, how do you, how do you fund campaigns so well in the names of your children? And Mickey Long, did your children know? Did your children, did your own daughters know? Like whenever I broke that thing earlier this week, what were those conversations like, Mickey Long? Were you disappointed that they called and probably said, dad, what in the world is this all about? We've been asked about this. We never knew that these donations were being written in our names. How's that feel, Mickey Long? And to you, Chris Huckabee, You take out a, what, a $25 million deal to be the architect and engineer for Tarleton State University, uh, a component of Texas A&M, and here again, John Sharp is somewhere just laughing, belly laughing with his bourbon, Uh, a component of Texas A&M University, and you did their stadium, and you want to act as though there's no sort of conflict of interest? And then you three that I just mentioned, Steinmetz, Mickey Long, and Chris Huckabee, you're all involved with Vista Bank uh, with the aforementioned you're you're gonna take licks on this Regent Gate thing. And then Mickey Long, you're chairman of the board. I don't know what deals were made there. I can't substantiate them on the radio. I'm only asking the question based on what I've been told. And then Chris Huckabee, you've got at least 10,000 shares in Vista Bank. Like, are we like, really? Do you think we're stupid? Or did you think that maybe nobody would actually look into this stuff? Because where we sit right now, it all looks So at the end, at the end of the day, let me just get into Ronnie Hammonds here in just a moment. The fifth of the region gate five. But for you Vista bank trio, for you Vista trio, to say, oh, well, you know, it just kind of worked out the way it did. You all voted against Duncan. And you never thought that maybe somebody might look into your own interest involved there. Well, welcome to the other side of Texas, because we have. And, you know, look, karma's undefeated. And whatever comes up in this Ragergate thing, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, So you three, on top of L. Frederick Francis, who has who knows what incentive to get Bob Duncan out, which he did, proven record, Get Bob Duncan out and get him out soon and force his retirement. And here's budget hawk Rick Francis. Oh, Rick Francis, the big budget hawk. We've got a big. <coughs> we got a big problem with Bob Duncan because he spent all this money. You paid off at least. And I don't know the numbers. We'll wait for them to come out on public record. He was making. Five hundred, I think $512,000 a year, and you gave him a free year in order to get him out because you didn't want him in the next legislature. You didn't want him involved in the next legislature. L. Frederick Francis, firefrancis.com. And so for you other three, Chris Huckabee, and I know this stuff bothers you, Chris Huckabee, and you're welcome to come on the show at any time. And I think that you're, frankly, too big a coward to do it. But Chris Huckabee, John Steinmetz, who is is slippery as a boiled onion, and then Mickey Long, who's underwater, as I'm told, with Occidental Petroleum. You three guys, as well as El Frederick, want us to trust your fiduciary judgment behind closed doors? Guess what? With public record, ain't going to happen, guys. No damn way. Don't piss on my boots and tell me it's raining. And I think a lot of West Texans feel the same way. Now, Ron Hammonds. Ronnie, where are you, buddy? Nowhere before the ouster of Bob Duncan was there any sort of statement that said our, our legislative priorities are the dental, and I list these in order according to Texas Tech statements, the dental school and a mental health institute, which is Ronnie Hammond's singular concern as a board regent and the vet school. After Bob Duncan was ousted, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're all for a mental health institute. Ron Hammonds, what deal did you make? And how bad do you feel about it now? They're scrambling and awesome right now. And this weekend, you'll see all sorts of Fire Francis stuff going on on social media and as well as the streets uh, and, and maybe the sky. I'm, I'm not sure. But listen, guys karma is undefeated i want to get into the fire francis uh statements that were put out by jerry hodge and then rick francis response but we got to take a break and i just this theme music might have to change in the next couple of days because these guys apparently were under somebody's thumb. But guess what? It's the great LBJ said, power is where power goes. And things might be changing for the Regent Gate 5. Uh, what won't change? We got, we're going to change pace, even though I'm really worked up. I'm going to get our friend. David Blake Terrell in, and we're going to talk about Prairie Town, and then we're going to return into some Regent Gate. I think it's important going into the October 4th meeting as well as the weekend stick right with us here i I could go for another hour but daniel's telling me he's pointing at his wallet saying let's go make money gonna make some money get in with david blake terrell we'll see you here in a couple of minutes and i'm gonna go outside and take some breathing
2: exercises
0: hey welcome back on uh Raving on here. And you know, I got a great message from a local mayor. And I say local, a regional mayor. You know what happens with, and this was his words, you know what happens whenever good people like Jerry Hodge don't stand up and put their name on things and speak in to uh, scandals like Regent Gate? is that things don't change. But then they put their names on it, and they go forward, and things do change. Uh, but whenever, you know, and to be to be precise, whenever you just sit back and all you do is write checks and you don't say anything and you don't put your name on anything, you know what you get? You get the likes of John Steinmetz's on your boards of regents. And I don't disagree with that. And, you know, look, I've... This is difficult because I've always had a fairly good, conver- a fairly good relationship with John Steimetz. But I, I was not here in my twenties. Admittedly, I was not here in my twenties. I went on. I did ministry. I did some other things. But there were people here with John Steimetz. And if you match John Steimetz up to, let's say, what do you got? People like Bart Rager within my age cohort. Of about 40 years old, Steinmetz polls a lot lower than uh, other people who are caught up in the news. In- Where do you live? Yeah, And I think that for people my age, uh, in and around 40, I'm 39, I'm not a man yet, Mike Gundy, but uh, I'm not 40, but... There are a lot of people who w- would vote for and would prefer something like
1: my f- mind is right, mother-
0: that to John Steinmetz. But whenever you don't put your name on it and all you do is write checks and just sit back and hope things will change. We well, can hope in one hand and do something in the other. And that's where we are. Um Need to shift gears here. The other side of Texas, sponsored by the law firm of Mullen Horton Brown LLP, with offices in Lubbock, Amarillo, and Dallas, employing creative legal solutions to address your business needs in the areas of commercial litigation, banking, financial restructuring, and employment law and estate planning. Uh, want to get in with our friend David Blake Terrell he has in like this is what would be on my tombstone if I were David Blake Terrell I opened for Robert Earl King. like I love Robert Earl King. that's that's all I kind of want in life is to listen to Robert Earl King. David Blake Terrell how are you buddy doing well how are you jay uh, doing really well so david blake terrell you're a uh, texas uh s- singer songwriter and what i wanted to get you on the show is to talk about prairie town and i'm about to play we're about to play that uh that music uh prairie town we're going to play it in its entirety But before folks listen to it, I wanted to ask you, what are some things, and we're going to break down the music here in just a moment, for people who love West Texas, but my blood pressure is really up, I'm sorry, over the first 20 minutes of Regent Gate in this program. So let me take a deep breath while you talk. As people hear this song, without giving away the whole thing, What's what's something that you want them to hear before we listen to your your tune, Prairie Town?
1: Well, to put it simply, I want them to hear themselves because um, that's that's really and truly why the song was written in the first place. I, I'm a, another struggling, failing songwriter, uh, as so many are, um, and uh, and I guess the reason for that is is I I just really am reluctant to go out and write songs about sitting on the tailgate and drinking whiskey and your your typical country songs that you're going to hear on country radio nowadays. and And uh, I like to think that I strive to write music that is relatable to people. and And uh, this song right here is something that that I, for one, relate to. Living in the top of the Texas Panhandle and went to college at in Lubbock there at Tech and uh graduated from the ag college, and um, I don't know. It's just remarkable to me how you can be in the top of the Texas panhandle and you could drive six hours south and be in La Mesa or Level Land, or you could drive a little further south and get to El Dorado or Mentone. Or, um, and the culture is remarkably the same, whereas if you drive six hours to – It's a totally different culture. So um, I just hope that people hear about themselves and the the lifestyle that we live on the prairie. And
0: listen to something about their place. That's right. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to do that now. Uh, I want you to listen. It does run four minutes, but it's important. And, you know, for people who are listening on podcasts, this is Friday but I think it's going to be well worth your listen. Uh, David Blake Terrell, you willing to, you want to stay on the line, or you want to call me back? I'll, I'll stay put. All right. Well, you stay put. We're going to listen to Prairie Town now by David Blake Terrell.
2: before the rail and the land run before the west really had begun you were closer to hell than you were well left died from thirst or comanche's one well they might think we lost our minds why would anyone settle here it's a fright. down on the Wagner to the few living in town From the town of Gale on up to Quail they.
0: Prairie Town. He's with us here, and I think that just deserves one thing here, Uh, Dave Blake Terrell. Um, A big round of applause. Let's talk for a moment. I think that we've got uh, a good 10 minutes here. Dave Blake Terrell, I first heard that, and you know that I'm a big adherent to C.S. Quinn and uh, Empire of the Summer Moon, as I know that you are, and we'll get into that here in just a moment, but I was first sent that by uh, Ken King, a state representative in right. uh, Canadian, said, you got to hear this, and I heard it, and I was cooking and I kind of choked up whenever I was cooking Dave Blake Terrell I know I know you go i'm I'm using your your stage name, David Blake Terrell, but you're Blake Terrell there, and there's that uh Texas right. but I heard it, and the people who listen to this program know what an adherent I am to place and to be a proponent of place, and the way that that song is written. And let's go through a couple of, uh, let's just start it here. Let's talk with the way that you wrote out your verses and how you wanted to represent a place that a lot of people east of of I-35 look at is some forgotten place, just a prairie town. Pay no attention there. That's Um, right. what, What did you look at in the history of that to try to accentuate it? And you've done a fantastic job in in laying out the song, uh, what were some things that you looked at there?
1: Well, first and foremost, I think I have to give credit to S. B. Gwynn. Um, yeah, I've read *Empire of the Summer Moon* I think three times now, um, and uh, so that that definitely had an impact, a bearing on the writing of the song. Uh, another writer uh, that I haven't mentioned a whole lot is Timothy Egan, who wrote *Worst Hard Time*. Um mm-hmm. that's an incredible book as well if anybody's interested is uh in the in the history of just kind of the Texas panhandle as well as the Oklahoma panhandle, touching on a bit of Kansas as well. But um, you know, when we're when we're getting into the history of of what is really west of Fort Worth, that's really what it is, because um in, in early stages of Texas, um no, we we You left you went west of Hell's Half Acre, which is modern-day Sundance Square, and there was a little trail to Buffalo Gap, which is south of Abilene. And S.C. Gwynn in Empire of the Summer Moon does a great job of detailing kind of uh, what that imagery would look like if you were on a wagon heading west, and you just went into this ocean of literally buffalo grass and grama grass and... Um, and also the home place of uh, quite possibly some of the most ruthless people that ever roamed North America, and that being the Comanche um, and the Kiowa. Um, So there's always been this remarkable uh, persistence uh, and perseverance of anybody that actually called this place home, from, from the Indians that settled it before us, Um, to the early pioneers that brought their wagons up there and uh, just persevered through some really, really difficult times. Um, So I really wanted to just try to capture all of that in the writing of that song.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, I see. Uh, you know, Sam Gwynn, as you know, has been on this show. I appreciate you listening to the show, there, Dave Blake Terrell. Right. Has been on the show a couple of times, and we did a great interview with him about Empire of the Sun, Summer Moon and and Mackenzie and Quana Parker. Right. Uh But I think the, the lyrics, whenever I hear it, is almost kind of. Uh, let me just say it this way: uh, Congratulations! That. There are a lot of people who stuck it out here, and even though you're forgotten east mm-hmm. of I-35, uh you've you've essentially put forward one of Texas's most necessary resources as Absolutely. in with regards to you know what we've done for oil and gas, what we've done in livestock, what we've done in agriculture. And you can call it a prairie <laughs> town if you want. But the state of Texas would not run the way it does unless people followed in the ways of their ancestors, though maybe their ancestors' ways are now antiquated given uh-huh. the machinery. Uh, but, you know, Texas wouldn't be Texas
1: without the prairie towns. That's right. That's exactly right. It, it, and one thing that it, it requires, one thing that I love about West Texas and, and my granddad, um, he's always expressed this to me as well as my wife's family my in-laws it requires um a, a dependence upon god still um and that song i put you know when luck runs out you do without and you're left with nothing but you and god you you have to you still have to pray for rain you um you're still at the mercy of what nature throws at you you can put a wheat crop in the ground and and have all your wheat head out, and just, just to have it all knocked down by a hellstorm, um, You know, that's something that somebody in, in the Metroplex or in Houston or, or Austin, they don't wrap their heads around that logic to me. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, we get caught up sometimes, and, and I know I do, and say, look at what we produce. We, we feed and fuel and clothe, uh, you know, our nation. Um, but the main reason why my wife and I, Leah, choose to, to raise our two boys where we do is just because of the people that are there. And, uh... How many so people that, in Darazet? Uh, I think we're sitting around 300 on a good day. I, I don't know <laughs> if that's accurate today or not. I, the last census had us around 300.
0: Yeah. So it's not like you're going into Nashville and writing some song... No. <laughs> for, for for producers uh, you're really writing with some integrity about where you live whenever you exactly. write, whenever you write prairie town
1: yeah and that and that might be a detriment uh that might be a fault because you know as a songwriter you generally want to write something that's marketable to the masses um and uh but you know that i, I can't i think when you start doing that you get away of from what music should be about, and and it's something that's supposed to you know trigger you. It's supposed to be something that moves you, and and uh, if at the end of the day, knowing that a Jay Leeson is sitting at his house one night, and he and he gets a, a a phone call from a buddy, and while he's cooking, and man, he hears that song, and it actually you know makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Man, I just knowing that you know one instance like that, that That's worth everything to a songwriter. I mean, so. Hmm.
0: David Blake Terrell here with us. What's the website, David Blake Terrell?
1: It is davidblaketerrell.com. All right.
0: Your friends call you Blake, but
1: you know, in that red
0: dirt tradition, you got to go by three names
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, somebody told me one time, Go by David Blake, Farrell. Go by your full name. So that's
0: that's what it is. Uh, so beyond what we've already talked about, they got a couple more questions where we get you off here. Uh, beyond what we've already talked about in the lyrics, whenever people listen to Prairie Town. What are a couple other lines that you hope really sticks out in this? You know, you're here on the other side of Texas, and a lot of people who listen to this program are proponents of other side of Texas. Mm -hmm. You know, if this were to become a theme song for other side of Texas, what uh, what other couple of lines you hope really stick out for people there? Oh, a lot
1: of this song derives from just conversations that I've had in my own head while horseback taking care of outside cattle on wheat pasture and native grass that we have in Lipscomb County and, and uh, Occultree County and, and actually in the Oklahoma panhandle as well. And you get a lot of time by yourself and, you know, I've I've been there on days when the you know blue norther comes in and you're sitting there watching it saying to yourself golly why do I choose to do this for a living uh and then there's other days you watch the sun come up between your horse's ears and you're just like man thank you god for this this is this is why I do this you know this is why I choose to raise my kids where um where we do and um you know and I I tried to One thing I'm really proud of, and and when we recorded it in the studio with Rich Brotherton, who I I need to really make sure I mentioned in Austin, he did a great job on the album. Rich
0: Brotherton of, hold on, you're going to drop the name, but anybody who's (laughs) listened to Live Dinner Number 2, Robert Earl Keane, knows that Rich Brotherton has been with Robert Earl Keane forever. You've opened for Robert Earl Keane. It's no small thing that Rich Brotherton produced this album. Uh, titled Prairie Town, people can go find it on iTunes um, and otherwise. But Brotherton said, you know, there's some talent here out of Dara This guy, David Blake Terrell. Uh, so there, I right, that
1: yeah, that's my
0: clause well, in between all this.
1: Well, it's a it's kind of a neat thing, you know. He's there's some parts in that song where in Prairie Town where he's the guitar that he's playing is the same guitar that's being played and feeling good again um, you know, by Robert Earl Keane, you know, that's that that was a pretty neat thing for me sitting in the studio watching that. But one cool thing that I'll I'll add, uh, you know, I, I mentioned Cynthia Ann. Is it just the grassland or Cynthia Ann that Curse too occupied? And, and Rich looked up and says, Man, who's Cynthia Ann? <laughs> and I said, Man, that is that is Cynthia Ann Parker. That was Quanah's mama. And, uh, he said, Oh yeah, I remember Quanah Parker. And I said, yeah, Cynthia Ann was a white girl that got abducted, uh, from the Parker family. And, uh, so, and, and I've oftentimes thought to myself and I've said out loud to my father-in-law while we'd be riding through some cattle, man, that's the curse of Cynthia Ann Parker today. The wind's blowing 50 miles an hour and what in the mm-hmm. world are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, yeah, I was really glad that I found a way to work that into the song.
0: Yeah, uh, Dave Mike Terrell, as we uh, carry on with you here, uh, tell folks how they can get a hold of your music. and know Prairie Town is just the title of the album, but how
1: could folks hear more about it? Uh, it is available on YouTube. It is available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, um, as well as a few other um, places that you can find on the internet. Um, I tried to make it available everywhere I could when I put it out. Um, you can also buy CDs if you choose to actually have, have a physical copy. Uh, you can buy those on cdbaby.com. Um, there will be a, a, a page there on their website that has my stuff on there. So yeah. um, But also yeah, there's my website as well. So,
0: well, I think it's really good for, and I've I've played this show, uh, you know, my daughter and I are a part of a big group of uh, dads who take their daughters out like four times a year, and uh-huh. one night around the campfire and the fire disc and everything else. Maybe there are some Titos involved. I cannot confirm nor deny, but uh, <laughs> I said, hey, you guys got to listen to this, and they listened to it, loved it downloaded it and i hope that other people will uh david Blake terrell thanks for making time here i know that we've caught you at no telling where you're calling us from but i appreciate you have good reception and uh uh, best to you and hope you'll check back in with the program
1: absolutely jay thank you so much for taking time for me as well well yeah
0: he is david Blake terrell and we'll just play him out some uh where are we going to start here yeah uh, David, have a great... Or I should call you Blake. Ah, uh, you're Not fine. David. Blake. <laughs>
2: Thank
0: you, buddy. Hey,
2: thanks a bunch, Jay.
0: There's that uh, Cynthia Ann line. Go check it out on iTunes. Really, I mean, a good... At least a good dollar, two dollars spent. Maybe you download the whole album there. Uh, hey, we're gonna get into a break here on your Friday edition of Other Side of Texas, and we're gonna get into amazing all the all the towns that he drops there. Get into a break and get back in, and talk a little bit more about these statements, and then the Leeson boys, super excited, they're in studio, they're going to watch the Cowboys for the first time. Stick with us right here. Good. It may be funny for you. It won't, may not be for me. Stick right with us here on the other side of Texas. Hey, welcome back in. This segment brought to you by our friends at Title One. Title One.com. Lubbock's Digital real estate and title escrow company from the time the contract opens until it closes. CL title one can serve your realty consumer and lending needs at title one.com back to our Regent gate coverage, because there's a lot of hype coming up tomorrow uh, here on a Friday broadcasting. And I think a lot of media coverage will follow a lot of advertising that's going on. With FireFrancis.com If you're just listening into the program Based upon what I've been told Movement in auction In auction in Austin As well as What could potentially Happen with a turnover of this board I don't think any time Is wasted there On FireFrancis.com Pass it along to friends Just Take it from the word of J. West Texas Leeson not wasted time so listen this is okay let's turn that down Uh, what i want to two statements yesterday Uh, this from the uh, news release from firefrancis.com dateline amarillo The chairman of the Board of Regents for the Texas Tech University system is the the target of a new campaign that seeks to remove him from office for a wide range of issues, including his lead role in forcing the departure of the systems chancellor and his efforts to undermine a proposed tech veterinarian school in Amarillo. The campaign on Rick Francis it focuses on Rick Francis of El Paso and is being led by Amarillo's leading business uh, leading business figure. Excuse me, in Amarillo, Jerry Hodge. And I've said this throughout. These Amarillo guys. It's an unwritten rule from the Rolling Plains, and then even east of A- Abilene. You don't mess with the Amarillo guys. And this is a wide-known thing throughout the region because they're wealthier, they're smarter, and quite frankly, they're crazier. As FireFrancis.com shows. Quote, Rick Francis needs to be fired, said Jerry Hodge of Amarillo. The committee feels strongly that the firing of Chancellor Robert Duncan which was led by, excuse me, Chancellor Robert Duncan, which was led by Chairman Rick I've got kids running around the studio, sorry. Uh, which was led by Chairman Rick Francis. Was done in poor taste without cause and has led to the mistrust of the Texas Tech University System Board of Regents. And uh, there is mistrust with our state leaders, Texas Tech supporters, and alumni. And you know I got this message. From a regional leader. And it said this. The reason you get. And let me just be explicit. The reason you get the likes of John Steinmetz. And Rick Rick Francis's. On your board. Is because people. And I'm reiterating something. From the monologue. People with money don't want to put their name on their money but here jerry hodge has said what he wants to say written the checks that need to be written and has put his name on it and this regional leader is saying god bless jerry hodge because this is what gets us out of these situations so jerry hodge in that uh Press release stating why He's going about doing what he's doing And it seems to me a couple of things Number one Jerry Hodge believes That Rick Francis Is not operating in Texas Tech's best interests. And Jerry Hodge, by the way He did He did pull back a $10 million Proposed gift to Texas Tech, he did that but guess what? You wouldn't have a school of pharmacy at Texas Tech without Jerry Hodge, somebody who's been very involved, along with his wife, Margaret. Number two, it seems to me, beyond Rick Francis being uh, not having the interest of Texas Tech in mind, Jerry Hodge believes that with Rick Francis in control at Texas Tech as the the Board of Regents chairman, that Amarillo is in trouble. And uh, that's why Jerry Hodge has taken up the aims that he has there with Fire Francis. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's a whole lot of places. From my understanding this weekend, you'll see it rolling on billboards throughout the Hub City. France is firing back yesterday. If you can refer to this as firing back Rick Francis firing back, saying the focus of this is his statement in response to firefrancis.com. The focus of the Texas Tech University System Board of Regents is providing Dr. Mitchell, Ted Mitchell, and our university presidents the resources and support necessary to maintain our system as a first-class institution of higher education. We remain committed to our strategic priorities, which now involves the Mental Health Institute. Thank you, Ronnie Hammonds, for your fifth vote. There is part of the Regent Gate Five. And uh, we remain committed to our strategic priorities as we approach a pivotal legislative session. So pivotal that L. Frederick Francis needed to get bob duncan out in pay this whole thing was over five million dollars uh apparently and i'm saying this subjectively it's over five million dollars and they cut a check apparently to bob duncan for some five hundred and twelve thousand dollars. budget hawk budget hawk there l frederick francis hiding behind as i'll say the uh the public persona of Ted Mitchell, which I would expect these regions to do going forward. That's not an ill word towards Ted Mitchell, but in the wording of that phrasing, we want to provide Ted Mitchell. It deserves another round of applause, Ted Mitchell with what he needs going forward. And uh, look again, my boots are wet. Why are they wet? Well, The Regents are telling me it's raining, and it's not raining. Going to go to a break. We got the Leeson boys in studio. We're about to go to Dallas. Watch them cow. How about them cowboys? We're going to watch them cowboys, and uh, they're pretty excited about it. Get them behind the mics. Stick right where you are. A little extended version here of the other side of Texas. Jack, Sam, Charlie, Leeson coming up right here, AM 580 love it.